This episode is brought to you by Unplanned Parenthood. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Dirty Dirty Show, where we talk about things you shouldn't say around your mom. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, as always, is Abby Daniel Garrett. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting. Much like the last episode, Daniel's jaw is still Fucked up. So... So no sucking dick for him tonight. Probably won't hear a lot from him still. I've never sucked dick to begin with. Allegedly. Allegedly. There is no alleged to it. Mm. Why are you looking at me like I have a dick to tell you? Like, <laughs> yeah, he sucks more than time. You might. Tell us what we're talking about, Chris. That's coming from the two of y'all. Don't y'all suck each other's dicks at the same time? Can either confirm nor deny. Sounds like a whole lot of confirming. So, parents. Confirming. If the dick don't fit, you must acquit. Okay. If the dick don't fit, you must consent. Okay. I feel like (laughs) speaking of consent, make sure you get consent for any kind of sexual anything ever. Speaking of speaking of sex, sex makes babies. What are we talking about, Chris? We're talking about parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know because I don't really get laid. So okay, that's cool. I have a pretty good idea about how we're gonna do this episode. Um, We're gonna start off by talking about how our parents were. Maybe excluding Abby. Ah. Then we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about the type of parents we think we will be or are, because I am a parent. I just realized no, that all of y'all's of parents are still married to each other. And mine have never, ever been married. Ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's do talking about our own parents first, how you were raised, how you saw or didn't see your mom and dad. Oh! <laughs> um, Let's start with Abby. I don't want to go first. <laughs> well, we're going to start on the low end and bring it up to a Thank higher... you for calling me the low end. I guess I'll go. <laughs> You're the shortest one here. Okay. Well, I mean, your mom is pretty low, so. Oh, my fucking. I think <laughs> as I've gotten older, it's important for me, it's been important for me to realize that, like, parents don't know what the fuck they're doing as much as, like, you're a kid and you think that. If anyone on earth knows what they're doing, it's your parents. They don't, which is what I thought about my dad my entire life. And as I grew up, I struggled with realizing that he's a real person. So, like, him having a temper or, like, him getting angry or have doing whatever the fuck that people do is him dealing with his own shit. And, like, just because he has me doesn't mean he's not dealing with his own shit. I think a lot of people forget that, like, just because you have a kid doesn't mean you're always going to be the perfect parent. Right. And there is no such thing as a perfect parent. Everybody, right. every person makes mistakes and fucks up like, a lot. I wholeheartedly believe that my dad loves me very much and did everything that he could to the best of his ability about your mom? to raise me. My mom, I think I'm still coming to terms with whatever the fuck she thinks this is. Because as much as I like to give her credit for things, then I realize that I think it through again. And I'm like, damn, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know. I think my mom was in her 20s, which I don't often put into perspective, I think. When she had us, she was like 22 when she had my sister and 26 when she had me. So if you think about it, like I'm 22 right now. And as much as I have baby fever, I know I don't want to be tied down to being at home all the time trying to raise an actual person like because right now, we can get up and go do whatever the fuck we want whenever. Like, we want to go to here? All right, bet. We're going. Like, 
we don't have to think about how it affects a whole other person. But to be a parent, like, my mom was just, she just decided, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to do whatever I want, which... It's like letting your it wasn't, Netflix subscription run out. It wasn't the right thing to do because <laughs> obviously you had these children and now they know you and love you and depend on you and you just decide you don't want to do it anymore. So your mom went from being a parent to transparent. She wanted to, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she wanted, she was almost oh, a man. single parent for a minute there because she tried to exclude my dad from everything, even though he was the one paying all of her bills to make sure we had what we needed and my older sister is not even his, and he did everything he could for her. So your parents weren't even together when you were born? They were together when I was born, I think, and then it got really rocky. I don't think my mom made the best decisions in their relationship. I think she was looking elsewhere for things that she wasn't getting for whatever reason. I've heard stories of my dad proposing to her from multiple people and saying she pawned the ring or got rid of it or hmm. whatever, but... I mean, with my youngest sister, she's 11 years younger than me, and she seems she has nowhere else to go, but she's really attached to my mom. She loves my mom. My mom loves her, so if one of us gets to have a good experience with her, I'm I'm glad it's Mantha, I guess. <laughs> Better somebody than nobody? I guess. But in turn, that's made me and my older sister really close, because it's something that we can bond over and deal with together. I think it also shows you, like what kind of mother you want to be, you know, not a, not one that's in your life, then out your life kind of person. It also makes me really nervous to be a mom because I don't. So, okay. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Um, okay. Daniel, how were your parents? Are your parents? Um, so growing up, my dad wasn't really around a whole lot. He worked out of the state. So he did construction. He was always either in like Maryland or Pennsylvania or Delaware, stuff like that during the week. And during the weekends, he would come down, be at home, and him and my mom would go out and do things. Uh, my mom was there, but how, I don't know how to like explain it as well as I would like to. It's one of those, she's there, but she didn't have anything to do with my, my raising up pretty much. Like she was there as a parent but uh you know i got most of my my bringing up from like my grandmothers my aunts uh my cousins stuff like that that's pretty much how that was getting older i kind of realized it a little bit more like hey they did their own thing came to terms with whatever it was realized they're still my parents they still love me and care about me did whatever we had to do or whatever they had to do uh but yeah that's about it they're still together thankfully Empty nesters now. How long have they been together? Oh, Jesus, fuck. Um, 1993. 29 years. 1991. 91. 91. Damn. Fun fact, they got married on her lunch break from Ucrops. Sure did. She <laughs> really? was wearing her yeah. Ucrops uniform, and he just picked her up one day and was like, we're going to go to they, they made the joke to... You just go to the courthouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made the joke to my grandfather about uh, about getting married. They were only in this relationship for like fucking nine months at this point. Her mom's dad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my mom's dad. My dad's dad wasn't around. But uh, she made the joke because she wanted to go live with my dad. My grandfather wasn't about that. He didn't want them living together until they were married. Just bringing <laughs> so up Bible-wise. And she was like, well, yeah, okay, yeah. watch this. Well, he made the joke of... If they went and got married, that he would buy him a washer and dryer. <laughs> and 
<laughs> Literally, this is what happened. Uh, my dad called her on her lunch break. I was like, hey, you want to go get married? She was like, yeah, sure. I got nothing to do. So they went to the courthouse, got married, came back to the feed store in Ashland, which my great-grandfather owned at the time. So my grandfather was there working. Uh, walked into his office and was like, hey, guess what we just did? And he fucking broke out into hysterical laughter. And she's like, you're not mad? He's like, no, I'm absolutely furious. But it's a whole lot easier to laugh than to whoop your ass. <laughs> Yo, how long was her goddamn lunch break? Did she not even go back? Like, I don't remember. Hey, I just got married. Can't come back to work. Oh, no, she went back to work. I think she had like an hour or something. You think the courthouse is only like fucking 15 minutes away. 15 minute drive there, 15 minute drive back. 15 minutes 15 to probably minutes, do it. Yeah, 15 minutes for the ceremony. And then still had time to stop the feed store until. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, interesting story. So I'm the youngest of three. So I got to watch the transition of parenting, which was pretty interesting. Um, so uh, my. Two older sisters. They are technically my half sisters um, from my father's previous marriage. Okay. Um, however, being raised, it was never like you know. To, they are always my sisters. They are not. Oh shit! My sisters are my half sisters too. I don't even think about. That yeah, that's you never think about sisters. that anymore. Um, yeah, my brother's my real brother. There's shut up, Daniel. <laughs> my sister is my real sister. Shut We're up. This together, buddy. <laughs> um, but I was able to watch like the parenting, like from. From my dad's point of view, um, where my oldest sister, they were very strict on her. And, you know, it was like, you know, you need to be home by 9 o'clock p.m. sharp. Do not be a minute late. You know, I need to know where you're going, what you're doing. I need basically receipts, you know, that kind of stuff. A very, very strict, stern parenting. And then with my middle sister, I could see that it was relaxing. Um, however, my middle sister, she was more free spirited and she still is. So she was kind of like, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. And then, you know, deal with the repercussions later. Don't really give a shit. You know, it's a great, the fact that she's still like that. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, both, both my sisters are very headstrong. They're very independent and they don't give a rat's ass about whatever you think they will tell you like it is. Um, then when it came down to me. The parenting was very loose. We can tell. <laughs> it I'm was, it was, you know, I could see it was like, okay, we need to be home by 10 o'clock. And then as I got older, it was just give us a call when you're going to come home. <laughs> yeah. are, are you coming home yeah. tonight? Are you coming home tonight? Yeah. Okay, cool. You know, just be quiet when you get in the house. Back Key under the mat. If you wake me up, I'll beat your ass. Uh, <laughs> I left your window unlocked. Good luck. <laughs> like, oh, but all right. I, I mean, you know, in the way of parenting, you know, my parents did whatever they could, you know, with, with all, with three children. Um, I'm my mother's only child, but my mother never really saw my sisters as not her kids. Right. Um, and so she was always in their lives just as much she, she isn't with mine. And there was never really a lot of favoritism there that like most people would think of. Um, but it was a, a whole different thing. Like when it came down to me, when it was just me in the house, they had, they were in a better position uh, monetarily wise. So I 
my sport, I was racing and stuff like that. So we were out racing. My sisters growing up, they were doing, they were playing field hockey. So they didn't have the same cost that I did, but we lived a little bit more broke. Uh-huh. We lived broke comparative to what my parents live like now. Which is ha ha ha. They don't live ha ha ha. Hey, they do not live ha ha ha. No. They get by, they do whatever they need to do. But Papa Vaughn, if you are trying to get rid of that truck, I'll gladly take it off your hands, I'm just saying. Yeah, over my dead body. That ain't going to happen. Sounds good. <laughs> um, But I mean, no, they, they did what they need to do, and you know they still do what they need to do. And if any of us ever need help with anything, I mean, we can still pick up the phone and give them a call. And Shit, we could pick up the phone and give them a call. Your parents are like <laughs> yeah. so sweet. They're like, you guys good? What you guys need? <laughs> You okay? I, I fucking love your parents. It's like really funny because so his parents probably know me by name. And I want to say I've met your dad one time ever, and I've never even seen your mom. I don't even know what she looks like. Not a, not a, <laughs> She is a saint. Not a single thought. An angel. <laughs> she, is, she is an angel. Imagine an angel has come down from heaven and stood on the earth. That's her. I would imagine you look more like your dad. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Clone. For okay. sure. Yeah. We can show you pictures. I can kind of catch that vibe, but I don't know anything... About your mom, how she looks, about her, anything at all. The, all you need to know is she is an angel. That's it. The funniest thing about my mom, it, it cracks me up every time. When she gets pissed off, well, when I was younger, when she would get pissed off, she would ramble off both of my sister's name before mine. And it was always the same. It was like, God, Megan, God, God, uh, Christopher. <laughs> like she would just pisses her off more. <laughs> Whatever your fucking name is. Yeah. Yeah, just Christopher, come here. It's like okay, but nah. I mean, I think I think my parents did a good job, and yeah. your parents are still together as well. Yeah. How yeah. long? Uh, so I was there for the uh, uh, for the wedding, or they also got married at the courthouse. So I was there for that picture. Uh, they got married uh, July first, nineteen ninety four, and I was born August third, nineteen ninety four. <laughs> they swear up and down I wasn't an accident. <laughs> They swear up and down. Of course you weren't. They got married before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I was planned. Oh, okay. They just wanted you in the wedding pictures yeah, before they that. had to deal with you hey, crying. You, you know, were like, planned. The wedding wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding was probably planned later on. They were just like, hey, fuck it. Might as well get it out of the way now. We're going yeah. to... They didn't want to have to pay for your suit. That's all. They just... <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I understand. We're going to have a wedding and then tell everybody... That I'm pregnant. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm <laughs> popping one out in four weeks. Here we go. Oh, there was there was no hiding it. Like she was pregnant. She was she. My mom was pergante, <laughs> like real pergante. Were you, were you a big baby? I don't know. I'm a big baby now. True. Not that right. You don't know like your weight and stuff when you were born. I don't know. I, I gains. I don't know. Jesus. Okay. Well, I was nine pounds twelve yeah. ounces. My mom what? knows. Were you actually? I actually was. Yeah. Jesus. My little sister was eight pounds, four ounces, or 14 ounces. Yeah, my my mom knows, like, everything down to a T. And my dad, almost every year now, or has in the past, asked me, he goes, what's your birthday? August 3rd, 93, right? No, dad, 94. Oh, that's right. Every single time. Yeah, my dad spelled my name wrong for the first, like, three years of my life, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's a dad thing to do. He, like, spelled it with two Bs, and, like, he had it all fucked up. <laughs> all right, well. So my parents, um, they also have been together forever. Um, I actually was planned. I came three years after 
Is there a wedding? No, your dad came. I was just about to say, he <laughs> fucking took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Well. Also, shout out to your mom. She's probably not going to get this far, but she bowled a 206 tonight. Hell yeah. Shout out to my mom who yeah! bowled a 206 tonight and Hell called yeah. me a million times about four minutes ago to let me know. <laughs> we, we fucking love you. Yeah, you're amazing. And I'm glad I gave you my 25-second bowling lesson. You didn't need it. You were going to get it no matter what. You're great yourself. She was like, I'm crediting you with my 232 game the first time. And she didn't say it for the 206 that she just got. She (laughs) knew that she did it herself. And she's like, it's stupid, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, growing up. So my mom was always the strict one. Um, Stricter, I I guess I should say. My dad was... Kind of like Daniel's dad. My dad did a lot of travel for work. So I'm not going to say he was distant, but removed just for financial reasons Mm -hmm. um, to keep the family afloat. Um, As like just growing up, we were always financially taken care of and everything. Um, We had a couple times in our life where, you know, things got rough like everybody else has. like we lived in an apartment for a while and I don't know, it just got real close quarters for a little bit, but my mom and dad were always like, they're, they're pretty smart. So they always like figured out the way out of it. And then, but like I said, my mom was definitely more of the strict parent, uh, more rules, more structure. And I think it's a lot to do with how she was raised because my grandparents on her side they definitely don't play that shit. My grandma is the matriarch of our family for sure. <laughs> she is not with the bullshit. She will smack the fuck out of you. Exactly. Like, how my <laughs> she my will mom, smack mom. the life out of your body. Um, my granddad is a. He's just a funny guy. He's a joker. His birthday is April first. <laughs> um, so he was born to be the comedian of the family. He's uh, comical, but I know from stories that my mom and my grandma have told me when my mom and them were growing up, when my mom and her two sisters were growing up, um, whenever it came time to discipline, like my grandma was a very strong believer in spanking. Um, my granddad was not, my grandma liked to use items like belts and wooden spoons and things. (laughs) And one time to the childhood days, I don't remember the exact story, but my mom got in a lot of trouble with my grandma and my grandma told my granddad that he needed to spank her. And so he cried while he spanked my mom because he didn't want to do it, but he was afraid of my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My parents didn't spank. um, Not to my knowledge. I don't think I ever got spanked unless my brain blocks it out, but I don't think it does. I got I got spanked. I got popped across the face. So my parents were more of the stand in this corner with a penny on the wall and your nose has to press it. If the penny falls, then they take whatever the hell item is important to you from you. Um, they they took a lot of things. Like I remember being a little kid and having my Pokemon cards taken from me <gasps> and losing my fucking mind. I was so <laughs> upset. I would have killed myself. Yeah. Or one time my parents played a prank. They... Love fucking with us. They did when we were kids, especially. So there was this loop thing where it was like a picture of Stonehenge and like elevator music playing in the background. And then the fucking exorcist 
face pops up and it screams in the computer speakers, right? Well, me and my sister were terrified of it. And my parents thought it was funny to put it on a loop. And hey, Garrett and Delaney, watch this video. So while we're zoned in, they're out the room. They did. <laughs> Close the door, lock it. <laughs> or not really lock it, but like hold it from the other side. We're kids. We can't pull it open from their strength. So the video was on a loop. And every time this thing would scream, me and my sister would scream with it. And yeah. So I remember that. So how long did it take for him to stop laughing? And About three it? times that it played. <laughs> to the point where me and my sister were both crying our oh, eyes out. I love that. Um, or when we were kids, our my dad especially, he, he really loves just fucking with people in general. Um, growing up always in our, in our original childhood home in Sterling, Virginia, um, there's a split level. And when you walk in the front door to the right-hand side, there were stairs that went up to the bedroom areas. Um... And then right in the middle of the hallway was an attic, pull down attic. Well, my dad always told us, me and my sister, that they had two kids before me and my sister that they didn't like. So they locked them in the attic and they weren't allowed to come out ever. Their names were Dusty and Dander. (laughs) Believed it my entire childhood. One night we came home, Halloween. My dad... Has, was sitting outside with fake bandages and fake blood across his forehead and stuff. And, of course, my mom, in on the fucking joke, was like, what happened? And my dad was like, Dusty and Danner got out, and they beat the hell out of me. And I think they're still in there. Can you guys go in there and check and make sure they're back in the attic? We all walk in. My mom and dad obviously stay behind us so they can watch it all unfold. <laughs> and they had strategically placed candy going up the stairs so that we were picking up candy the whole way. Oh my God. When we got to the top of the stairs, hanging out of the attic was a pair of my pants and a pair of shoes attached. Delaney's pants, Delaney's pair of shoes attached. I freaked the fuck out. I turn around and run to my mom. Delaney with the hard ass she is looks up and goes, those are my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn around and I'm like oh yeah they are you got me <laughs> um, but no they were overall good parents I won't say overall they were they were definitely good parents <laughs> um, when I got into my teenage years I was very rebellious I made a lot of bad decisions stupid decisions you still and make a lot of bad decisions eh, kinda sometimes <laughs> I don't know it depends but um, me and my mom didn't really see eye to eye for a long time. and well, Yeah, because you're so much taller than her. <sighs> Please continue. Um, because she's a better bowler than you are? Or? No. Anyway. Oh, so you just, you're okay with accepting that fact? Yes. Can you oh. shut up? <laughs> well, no need to be rude. Now, now I Apparently they didn't raise you right. <clears throat> Jesus. Garrett, please continue. Okay. Um. Like I said, I was very rebellious, especially against my mom. My mom had a lot of rules and stuff. And whereas my dad was definitely more of the, I'm going to be your friend until I have to be your parent type of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I mean, he, not to take away from the fact that he is a good dad. He is. But like I said, uh, when my mom and I weren't seeing eye to eye when I was 16 is kind of when I ventured out on my own. I was... uh doing things and 
hanging out with people that she did not approve of. And then basically ended up moving in with, um, my girlfriend at the time. And me and my dad would still talk every now and then, but I kind of just cut ties with it. Cause I was, I don't know, just trying to focus on doing whatever I wanted at that point in time in my life, which looking back now, of course it was stupid and it was a stupid idea and it, they were all stupid mistakes. Um, except for the girlfriend part. Cause without the girlfriend that I did have, I would not have my daughter. So I won't take that as a bad thing that happened. Uh, I wish I would have done things differently so that the relations that I was having with my parents weren't so stressed, but you know, everything happens for a reason. As soon as I got into my own apartment, I got my own apartment when I was 17. Uh, my dad had to co-sign because I wasn't old enough for a lease and I had to do so much convincing for him to sign it and agree to it. And then he did, I was never late, paid all my bills on time. And then once I did all that and started like doing things for myself, my parents were like, all right, maybe he's not so stupid. <laughs> and I gained a lot of their respect back just by being a grown up. To, yeah. yeah. Just by not being a piece of shit. <laughs> I think the one turning point where like the one thing that, I, that upset my mom the most about when I was a teenager is when I got arrested. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. It was a great time. I got arrested in my driveway in front of everybody and God himself. <gasps> And everybody was outside. It was the middle of the day. How old were you? I was 17. And that was at the point where I was like kind of at my parents' house, but kind of not at my parents' house because we weren't seeing eye to eye and I wanted to do what I wanted and I was being stupid. It was like almost directly after my 17th birthday. And yeah, stupid. Dang. Um, Yeah, we I went and picked some people up we went to a property that i was told we had permission to be on they took some stuff we left and great <laughs> bunch of cops seven eight cop cars showed up to my property as i was i went and dropped everybody else where they wanted to go went back home chilled played xbox for like an hour or two i was like fuck i'm hungry went outside to get in my car sat in my car turned it on looked at my rearview mirror Cop blocking my driveway. Looked over to the other entrance to my driveway. Cop blocking the other side of the driveway. <laughs> You're about to go out the other like, side. Oh, like, that's oh. weird. I'm going to just leave. And I was like, okay. And then cop gets out of the car, comes up to my driver window, and is like, hey, you mind shutting the car off for me? I was like, why? He was like, there's a Hanover sheriff on his way to talk to you. And I just need you to step out of the vehicle. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I start internally having a panic attack because I thought something happened to one of my family members, right? And it's like Garrett being like, ah. yeah, I didn't think oh, I did fuck. anything Somebody wrong. Died. Plus, not that it's important to the story. I was high out of my mind. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> what I did when I was seventeen. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Yeah. The Hanover Sheriff shows up. This is after they bend me over my car. And, <laughs> and search me. No, they search me. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was with me as well. They searched her. And then there was one other guy with us. They searched all of us and then read us our rights and everything. And so they had sat me in a cop car on the street. And the other two, I think, were still in the driveway. They were over 18. So they were still talking to them. 
Uh, I didn't sit in the cop car very long. They pulled me out. They walked me back over to where everybody else was. Hanover Sheriff got there and they were like, are you aware of anything out on Vernon, a property out on Vernon Road? And I was like, sir, I don't know what the hell that is. They were like, it's out in Doswell. And I was like, oh yeah, I picked some people up there. What about it? And he was like, well, there's some stuff that got taken uh, from a place that they weren't supposed to be at. And I was like, okay, well, that has nothing to do with me. I was just driving my car. And he was like, that's the problem. They got your license plate, which led me to your property, where you're at right now. And then they told us that we were all getting arrested for petty larceny. So I was under 18. Here's the type of parents that I have. We went to the courthouse to meet with my probation officer, underage probation officer, for JV, whatever, juvenile relations, whatever it was. And my dad was like, this is dumb. My mom was like, teach him a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) So before my parents got there, they drug tested me. I failed. Shocker. With flying colors. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was like watching a fucking slot machine light up. And, and uh, they, we were given two options. We could fight it in court. And this is me and my parents sitting in a room with this guy. They gave my parents two options. We could fight it in court or just kind of deal with the consequences and do some community service and let it be what it is. My dad was like, I think we should take our chances and try to fight it. My mom was like, nah, he's going to go do community service. (laughs) So I did community service (laughs) because she kind of just runs this shit. We have a long running nickname for her, HBIC, head bitch in charge. Yeah. And she is that. She is a boss. She's a boss bitch for sure. I love her. I love her to death. Um, I love both of my parents, not to discredit my dad. Sorry. I love both of my parents to death. Uh, I will not speak on any relations that my sister has with them because I know none. So what type of parent will you be, Abby? Do you think you'll be? A terrible one. I don't know. I'm nervous about it because. I think she's going to be a great parent. Because I have to be the mom. And Actually, I, yeah. Question for both of y'all. What type of parents will y'all be our married friends? <laughs> I'm like worried about it because I've never <clears throat> actively seen someone be a good mom like in real life. You know, like besides on TV when it's not really real. That's not how <laughs> things work. <laughs> Isn't okay. that sad? So like, I mean, I had my grandma and stuff, but obviously the way a grandparent t- treats a child is way different than how a mom treats a child. I would like to disagree because... Not necessarily good or bad. Mine treated my like treated me way better than she treated my dad because obviously my dad, she was really strict on her kids. And then when her grandkids came along, she was like, "Fuck it, have what you want. I don't give a fuck." Like in a, in a weird alternate universe, if my parents were not around and my grandma was the one who raised me, I feel like my upbringing would have been a lot stricter. Probably would have been a lot different. <laughs> probably never would have got arrested. I probably would have never made it out of the house because she would have locked me inside after beating my ass multiple times for talking back. I, I had, said, I said, I damn it, grandma over this weekend to my grandma because she was talking on a video that I was trying to make. And I, I said, damn it, grandma. And she fucking reached up and wham, popped me. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? She was like, say it again. <laughs> no, ma'am. Sorry. Go ahead. Ooh. 
<laughs> did you cry after that? You probably did. No. I think you did. What type of parents would you be? Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know, man. I feel like we're going to be pretty good parents. Um, we both have, I wouldn't say good. Um, shit. What's Me wondering where he's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> like a good role of how parents need to be. So we obviously didn't have the best childhoods. Her dad was trying to do everything he could to, you know, make ends meet there. Her mom wasn't around. <clears throat> my mom was around, but wasn't like the mother who would be, and my dad was always out of town. So uh, we're we, kind of going in blind here, pretty yeah, much. Like we're, we're kind of going in blind. Like, well, here's a I here's a good like, to, here's a good way to flip that. Okay, just use what, you know what type of parents you don't want to be. Exactly. Exactly. So in the line of work I am, unfortunately, I don't have scheduled hours. So there's a lot of times where I'll be out late at night or be gone early in the morning, so I won't get to spend. You know, like multiple hours a day with my kids, but I always want to make sure that when we do have children, whatever time I can spend with them, I do spend with them and let them know that, you know, you're doing all that for them. We care about them and everything else. Uh, Another thing that I'm going to make sure I do to my children is uh, express my feelings. So I never got any expression of feelings, anything. I got way too much expression of feelings. (laughs) So it's. I know a lot of fucking people are like, oh, well, I never got any. Like, no, I never got any, no sadness, no happiness, no proud, no anything shown from my parents. So that's pretty much how I grew up was keeping everything bottled inside. Because if you don't let emotion show, you mean, it shows that you're you're strong. You're not a weak person. Nobody can really take advantage of you. Uh, and I want to make sure that my kids know that they are fully expected to express themselves. Like, if there's anything at any point in time they feel like they need to know about or that they want to express to us that it needs to happen. Another wobbly thing about us being parents is going to be religion because Daniel is religious and I'm not religious. So we both have this agreement that we thought of years ago, which was just that I think that basic things that you're taught in a church of how to be a good person like the principles are still very important all that can be taught at home right but i think it's still important to have that sense of community and you can see other people being good people just for the sake of being good people right especially at the church daniel's family goes to so like i would i would agree with like them going to church until they're old enough to realize what they believe is what they believe which will respect them for whatever they decide to believe if they want to stay home with me that's fine if they want me to go with them that's fine but i'm also not going to hide the fact that there's other sides yeah not just one. it's actually funny that this is our conversation because we've had hours and hours of conversations about this because we don't want to grow up being parents like our parents were in the sense of we want to be there for our kids and let them know that being themselves is okay and not be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm out, dog. As long as you're accepting of the fact that well, other people are going to be themselves also. The good news, that. guys, is that one of the major identifying factors of being a good parent is just being present. And I like I say that, and it sounds like it should be a given. I don't mean present physically. I mean, yes, of course, be present physically. But, but like actually emotionally, knowing your mentally, shit. Yeah. the whole nine yards. And because if it's anything like 
my parents to me, like, I don't, I'm sure that all of you guys, maybe, unfortunately, excluding Abby again, um, <laughs> have received advice or maybe, I don't know, maybe advice is a bad word. What my, my least favorite thing is when somebody says, well, this is what I would do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather hear, okay, that's what you would do, but why? Mm-hmm. So I think advice is a really big thing and just being there presently like being present for all of that is important chris <laughs> oh boy if you ever have kids that's if you ever have a woman we always, yeah, we always shit. we've been joking with chris re- recently about him just skipping being a dad and just and going just straight to grandpa because he's the grandpa perfect dude. grandpa already and he's only like 26 <laughs> Like, I can't see him being a dad at all, but being a grandpa, he can whip the fuck out of being a grandpa. See, if anybody ever sees me on the street, just just call me Peepaw. Peepaw. <laughs> that's what I am. Um, shit, I don't even know. Like, I always joke about I'm going to be a terrible father. A horrible father. I, I'll tell you what you are. I think you, <laughs> <laughs> I think you say that, but I don't think you actually mean it. No. I think you say that because you also question what type of parent you would actually be. Yeah. And you don't really like kids, but I feel like when you have your own, it's going to be way different. I'll tell you what. I like. I seriously despise other kids. Like, seeing other kids act the way they do, there's such a lack of good parenting now, like especially now, mm-hmm. that little kids are just running around like little mm-hmm. badasses. They're just fucking nuts, dude. But, I mean... If I have a son, my problem is, I already know it. If I have a son, I'm going to be strict. If I'm going to have a daughter, I'm going to be more free-spirited with her, but also strict in certain areas. Um, one thing that I, I, and I still remember this, one thing I, I, I told my, or asked my dad a long time ago was, why were you so worried about my sisters going out and staying out late and not me. He goes, well, think of it this way. With you, I have one key that I have to worry about. I said, okay. He goes, with your sisters, I have multiple keys to worry about. <laughs> I'm not following. Keys. Keys and locks. Keys and locks. Oh. There yeah. you go, buddy. Now so so I feel like I'm going to be <clears throat> so scared of that if I have a daughter. But... And it's going to sound so bad because with a, with a son, I feel like my mentality is going to be the same way is, you know, like I only have to worry about that one key. I don't have to worry about all the other keys. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like, I feel like I might be a good parent um, when it comes down to it. I got bad news for you, but I feel like I'm going to be a colossal dickhead. I got really bad news for you. Unfortunately, you can't really worry about keys and locks because you kind of just have to let it like raise your kids to make good decisions. So yeah. that's, that's where raising and disciplinary actions come into effect. Yeah. It also comes with acceptance as well, because you have to accept the fact that kids don't stay kids. Babies mm-hmm. don't stay babies. They grow up and they do adult shit eventually. Like obviously 14 years old, you don't want them doing adult shit like that. But like 20, 19, 21 years old, whatever it is, at that point, you don't really have. You've pretty much done your job. Now you just have to hope like, that it pays off. Oh, yeah. You're still alive. Yeah. Sweet. The, the prime time years, man. You, like, once your kid, I think, in my opinion, hits 
between 10 and 12, like you have a pretty good idea of how your kid's going to be. Um, obviously the teenage years is where it really takes off. And that's where most kids make, start making bad decisions. Um, I know that's true for my case, especially, I think I'm the only one at this table who can probably say that about themselves because I think all three of you guys make pretty good decisions. I made pretty bad decisions, but only in certain areas, like other areas. If I thought that it would get back to my dad in any way, shape, or form, I did not do it. Yeah, I, was, I am a pretty bad decision. I was never <laughs> able to make bad decisions because when other people, like other kids and stuff, were out partying on the weekends, I was in a camper with my parents at a racetrack. So I never True. really got to make really bad decisions like regular kids did. Like, you know, going back a little bit, I do think you'll be a good dad if you have yeah. kids. I you, do. Me being related to half the fucking state of Virginia, uh, kind of got a whole lot of fucking eyes on you, no matter where you're at or what you're doing. So it's one of those, you can't really fuck up but so much. <laughs> it's like, huh, I wonder if I can do this and not get cut. Yep, no, just throw that fucking right out the goddamn window. My dad had this thing every time I left the house. He said he could tell when I was growing up because when I was younger, like maybe middle school, whenever I left the house, he'd be like, my dad was a very like, I'll trust you till you give me a reason not to kind of parent. So he let me do whatever the fuck I want until I ruined it for myself. And then I wouldn't be able to do that, which I never ruined it for myself because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. So every time I left the house, it was no kissing boys up until I actually got a boyfriend and he knew I was kissing boys. And then it changed to don't get pregnant. And it <laughs> stayed that until probably last month. Like <laughs> It's real funny because I was there for that. <laughs> I was there for the process of no kissing boys. No kissing boys. <laughs> don't get pregnant. Which is so weird because once he started saying don't get pregnant, when Daniel came over, he let me shut my door, which he never did before. <laughs> my door would have to stay open 24-7. Maybe it's because he had a good feel that Daniel was a respectful boy. Not 24-7. When I was by myself, obviously my door was shut. But, but secretly, he was not respectful at all. I am respectful. My thing was, my dad gave him told. <laughs> this is what's not going to happen bitch. with our kids. Our kids, they're going to have a curfew, of course, and the people that are over are going to have a time where they need to go home obviously but my dad had this inclination that if daniel went home before 11 o'clock that we weren't doing sexual things with yeah. the door closed but no sexual deviance what we would do is come home from school hang out for an hour or two get it done and then sleep until 11 o'clock so then by the time daniel had to go home like it's already done like <laughs> And then he'd get mad because we're sleeping. Like, wouldn't you rather us be sleeping than doing something else? Like, but you already did this something else. I distinctly remember a story about Abby getting railed out in the truck directly in front of <laughs> the house, apartment, See, my dad knew what was going on, but I think he feels like he drilled it in my head enough not to get pregnant that I wouldn't make stupid decisions. Yeah. So. You know, so. <sighs> What type of parent am I? A piece of yes, shit. Yes, Garrett. Because I have a daughter. And of course I accept the fact that I know she'll grow up. Do I want to accept it right now? Fuck mm -mm. no. Mm -mm. She is, she will be four in January. And I feel like I'm a pretty good dad. Um, I didn't have the luxury of being through the entire, like all the baby years just because I had to work and provide. Um, and at the time I was working a job where I would literally work between 65 and 75 hours a week. So it's not really a whole lot of downtime between working and sleeping. 
Um, with that being said, I'm glad that I was able to switch jobs uh, about, she was probably, let's see, do some math real quick. She was four or five months old. Is that right? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> don't acknowledge us like we know. I, I don't even I, know what the fuck you're doing right now. I want to say she was like four or five months old when I switched jobs into the job I have now. And my hours are a lot better. And so I was able to be present more of the time. Uh, but with that being said, since me and my ex broke up, which goes back to almost a year ago exactly now, um, I get a lot more one-on-one time with her and i feel like that is definitely more important and because i didn't get a whole lot of one-on-one time with her at all uh it was always like me and her and my daughter at the same time and since she was with her all day she would kind of just like step in and take over and not let me do dad things just because in her opinion she was i was doing it wrong or not doing it as as efficient as she was or whatever the case may be so I didn't get a whole lot of chances to get my one-on-one time. But when I did, I I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, she is, my daughter is wicked fucking smart. Wicked smart. Like, makes me uncomfortable type smart. <laughs> uh, last weekend, not this past weekend, but like a week ago weekend, uh, she was holding her stuffed animal. Uh, keep in mind, she's three. I feel like that's really important because three, three-year-olds don't have a vocabulary like she has. I, I've been around other kids since I have a kid. 33-year-olds don't have a vocabulary that she has. <sighs> Dude. Me, me at 26 don't have the vocabulary <laughs> that she has. <laughs> she, uh, she was holding her stuffed animal in the living room. And my mom, so Gigi, she goes, uh, are you going to bed? And... My daughter turned around and said, yeah, I'm going to bed. And she was like, you need to pick up your trash first. And so she went and got her cup, stuffed animal in one hand, cup in the other hand, starts walking towards the trash can. And my mom called her back and she was like, you still have trash from your, uh, from your gummies on the table. And Cora turned around and goes, um, well, technically my hands are full. <laughs> and all of us paused and st- we all looked at each other like, what the hell did she just say? <laughs> and my mom was like, say that again. What did you say? And she goes, technically my hands are full. Duh. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, she used the word theoretically the other day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's the type of stuff she does. Um, I don't really know how to feel about it. She's so silly too. She's not know, even just smart. She's like super funny. She's fucking wild is what she is. <laughs> but she's... She is the most well-behaved kid everywhere we go. Bert, kids' birthday parties. Uh, she does swim class. She does a whole lot of stuff all the time. We go out in public with her. We take her to this. We take her shopping. We. I used to take her to bowling. She is the most well-behaved kid at one hundred percent of the places we go to. She sees other kids acting ridiculous and goes, "She'll literally look at us and be like, what's his problem?'" that's like one of my favorite things about her because she's like she'll look at your like you guys and be like what the heck is happening right now yeah where is this kid's mom why are they they doing that yeah we so she like i said she's in swim class 
three or four weeks ago, there was a little kid. She had to get a substitute teacher. So they, it was different kids in her swim class for that day. And this kid was acting a fool, man. He was yelling, flopping around on the side of the pool. I was like, and he was doing so much of it to the point where it was taking time away from my daughter and as well as the other kids. So I was sitting there trying not to get frustrated with a fucking three-year-old or four-year-old, however old that kid was. <laughs> and Cora just kept looking back at me and I could see her getting red in the face because she was getting overwhelmed with how that kid was acting and like started kind of crying. <laughs> so the teacher went over to her and kind of calmed her down. She chilled. And then after the class, I was like, that little boy was acting crazy, wasn't he? And she said, yeah, I looked at the teacher and I said, what the heckers is he doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, you said that in tears. That's great. <laughs> but I love her. If there's anything that I can do as a parent for her, I definitely want to make sure that she, and even if it's in two separate households, which it is, um, the time is split pretty much 50-50. Uh, holidays are split 50-50. She's with my family. She's with her mom's family uh, for every holiday and stuff. So if there's anything I can instill in her, I want her to have a childhood, a real childhood. I want her to play outside. I want her to do things and socialize with other kids. Um when the opportunity presents itself. I didn't get a lot of that. I moved a lot when I was a kid. So I'm trying to, not that my childhood wasn't stable, but I'm trying to provide her more stability. So that way, like she's a couple of years away now from starting school. She'll start in the fall of 2022. So when she does, yeah, it's coming quick too. Jeez. Uh, so when she starts, I want to make sure that, Wherever she starts in school, that's where she stays. Oh. So she can create and build those long-term relationships and have that stability. God, it was just yesterday I was going to the hospital to see her. <laughs> Jesus. People. People is old. No, Chris, that was me you were going to see. She still, to this day, asks me about you. Me? Yeah, she never asked me about you, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, the other day, I miss her like crazy. We were all chilling, and out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, we weren't talking about anything. We weren't doing anything. And she said, what's Abby doing? And I was like, um, cause, okay, so she has a Barbie named Abby. Yeah. So I thought she was talking about her Barbie in the corner. So I looked over, and I was like, uh, I think she's at swim class. She likes to pretend. Yeah. That's her thing now. But I was like, I think she's at swim class. And she goes, she goes, not that Abby, you're Abby. <laughs> I was like, my Ab Abby. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, she's probably at home doing nothing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like 1030 at night and I was trying to get her to go to sleep on a Friday. <laughs> I was like, she's probably at home doing nothing or sleeping. That's cute. Yeah. I think my niece has really uh, made an impact on what I'm going to be. Because I know I'm a really cool aunt, so I can only imagine what being a mom is going to be like. I like being an aunt, though, because I can do all the fun stuff and be like, all right, here you go. Take her back. She gets all cranky, and I'm like, not in Abba's room. We are leaving the building. See you later. <laughs> Before we finish, I do just want to say that I always only ever wanted one kid. 
And I feel like that's important to add as well because I'm very different than most guys, I would say. I always ever only wanted one kid and I always ever only wanted a daughter. There you go. However, with that being said, I do want to... So I'm the last person to carry on my family name. Yep. I'm the last person with my last name. The last boy in my family with my last name. And I would try again. For a boy. For a boy. Just to carry out the name. And if I don't have a boy, I might be convinced into a third one. But if I hit three and they're all girls... That's it. (laughs) I'll be done. You're done. Yeah, for sure. There's a long-running joke with my family um, because I'm the same way. I'm the last one. Um, So with my dad, he had two daughters, had to get divorced, and then to get a son. My (gasps) uncle has two daughters, and my aunt just looks at him and goes, yeah, we're not having a divorce, so sorry. Well, you're the last one, and you got a divorce. You just got a head start, huh? I know. I'm already (laughs) there. (laughs) All right, future... Miss Christopher. Miss Christopher. Mrs. Christopher. Um, As the record shows, you will be having a son if you and Chris get to have kids. I'm the last one. I was the second to last one with our last name. But my my cousin is a girl, and she's the last one. Here's to you, Harles. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) All right, well. I think that's it for parenting. So, Chris? I guess P-Paul will take this on out. Wait, Chris? Pull us out. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, follow us on Spotify. You can also like us on Facebook at The Dirty Dirty Show and email us at DirtyDirtyShow at gmail.com. We also have a TikTok. It is The Dirty Dirty Show. And what's our IG, Abby? The Dirty Dirty Show. Hell, yeah. Every fucking time. Every time. If nobody else has anything to add, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. everybody. All right, we'll catch you later.